Welcome to the Cosmic Brew Show! Can I get a G? Yeah! yeah. What's up, buddy? It's been How a long, long time. Friend? Oh my goodness, way too long. Way too long. Way too and long. I, I, it's... It sucks. Basketball didn't, basketball didn't stop while we were while we were gone. So it would have been you know. cooler if it did. You know, we just I get know, caught right? up, and then uh, maybe we could actually just do basketball shows all day long. But that's not the way this world works. We got to do engagement, and we got to tweet with hashtags, and we got to we got to do all that stuff. Which uh, don't you guys hate? I mean, I think we all hate it. So that's my gripe for today. You doing engagement over there, Cause? I'm trying to do engagement, but it's like you know, you 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 got to pay for this, you got to pay for that. You hashtag one thing one day, and you get a gajillion views, and then you hashtag something the next day, and like like four people see it, and it's just uh, it's running a business <laughs> that way. So God bless Dan Bespris over at Sports Ethos who uh, does our engagement hashtag engagement. He's he's just fearless. He's like, uh, you know what? If you if you make me do polls all day, I'll just do polls all day. If you make me hashtag fantasy basketball, hashtag fantasy basketball. Like, I I, I feel like it's dumbed down the intercourse on Twitter. Dan stuff is great, but you know that, that that's Dan. He's he's a unicorn like that. But like, I mean, anything to get engagement and no good basketball talk i mean there's a little bit out there but it's you know it's it's just this is the way that the world went as soon as they put algorithms into this thing and it went away from chronological i think mean, chronological was yeah. great that was like yeah. the, the egalitarian form of twittering it's just everybody sees everybody's stuff and right. if you if you like it stay if you don't leave um but that's the way and, it goes and what they've done is they've like and the whole the whole algorithm thing they've conned enough they've conned everybody into believing that they were doing us a favor by only like showing you stuff that the algorithms say you want to see but now it's like kind of dumbing down the world <laughs> because now you because now you only see what you know you've seen them before so i always felt like like big like food companies like taco bell they're like you know with with new beans and you're like what the hell happened to the old beans those yeah. things must have been terrible <laughs> oh man like, they, they, they convince you that they did you a favor right by right. improving the beans or something i don't improving know the beans, yes. <laughs> uh okay basketball stuff we have um you know, quarter of the season under our belt. Personally, I'm like curled up into a ball because all of my fantasy basketball players are just hurt. I don't know if this is a bigger injury year than previous years. Doesn't really feel like it. Um, I'm not even sure I'm being targeted. It's like this sort of like blanket. Being targeted. <laughs> I am being targeted, damn it. Like honestly, like last night there was like two more injuries, and I was like, "Come on, man, that's gotta be like nine of my guys are injured." Are you being targeted by the injury Illuminati? Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> hey, I might tweet. I might tweet a movie that I have never watched before about the topic, and I'm just sharing. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. Um. But. I guess it's I, I you look at the standings in, in like the East and it's kind of normal. I think the bottom, you know, tanking, quote, tanking teams playing well is surprising a lot of people. I don't feel like it's surprising because I think it's pretty obvious. Like 
teams take the night off against those teams, those teams aren't yet tanking because it's so early or, you know, the players right. that are on the team aren't tanking. So, you know, the Indiana's at 13 and 12, you know, that's not too surprising. But, you know, Boston up top in the east, Milwaukee up top in the east, and then in the west, you got some familiar faces in Phoenix, Memphis, and if you watched the playoffs last year, New Orleans. But uh, we're going to go through all this and, you know, let's just pick out the spicy meatballs and cook them or eat them or put them in pasta. I don't know. What's the Speaking of that, that bad, uh, I was thinking, I was listening on that bad, um, you know, sh- um, you know, listen to someone talking about Chicago the other day, and I'm like, you know, I just, you know, we don't have to get into them in any depth, but um, Lonzo Ball, man, is he uh, kind of? I think he's done for. Have we, have we seen the best of him already? I think. I, I mean, I'm kind of curious if he gets back on the floor. You know, I'm kind of seeing a little Kemba Walker shades here even though Kemba just got picked up by Dallas and and we'll see if he makes it on the floor yeah Um, and then he was a perfect example of someone that came into the league with a lot of flaws and just put his nose to the grindstone and fixed his shot and you know made a mark on defense and we, we already knew he could pass and you know it made himself into a nice you know player so I kind of fit and specifically having to overcome like his dad's image that had been kind of projected on him by media me including and um that really wasn't him or his personality and uh now he's just you know just so injured and yeah just i just that last part was the the guy that last part was probably the i don't want i don't know if it's the most impressive but so many players would fall to that kind of a situation going on in the background in some way shape or form um and, and his injury and, and really Zach Levine, like, I, I guess if I was a Bulls fan, I'd be very depressed because I, I didn't think it was I didn't think he should have gotten that money. And it was one of those things where it felt like the group think of it was like, of course, Zach Levine gets that money. You know, why wouldn't we give Zach Levine that money? And it was, his knee situation is just as bad, uh, not just as bad since he's on the floor. But, you know, it's it's. He okay. doesn't look good. He, yeah. he he looks like a guy who's really good shooter, who can kind of do about say forty percent of the things he used to be able to do, and those forty percent are still really good. So he can pop off with like he had like the quietest 35, 40 point game I've seen in a long time against the Kings, where you could just tell the Kings were like zero percent afraid of of him doing anything, uh-huh. and he just kept scoring, and it was like, eh, all right, knock yourself out. You know, we got we got like seven guys in double figures over here, but you know. Um, Chicago, 10 and 14 on the outside, looking in in the playoffs right now. I'm not too surprised by that. The bottom, Charlotte, Detroit, Orlando. Now, those teams are doing a good job tanking. Seven wins and six wins for those three squads. Um, Bull Bull, actually. He's he's been a bright spot. He has been a bright spot. I, I can't stop watching the Magic. And this is a team at the beginning of the year I said, I don't think I can watch these guys. I thought it was going to be iso ball from a lot of them. And, you know, the Paolo Benchero, I thought he would get in there and take too many shots and piss everybody off. And he kind of has, but I don't know if they're pissed. I, I, I mean, I like him. I think uh, I was – I'm actually – I mean, I didn't really watch him at Duke, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm surprised, but I guess I never really watched him. I think I watched like the last – maybe I watched him in the tournament. I'm surprised that he is as polished as he is. That yeah, kinda, it looks good. Yeah, that kind of like from, – from game one, I mean, he was like 
looks like a three-year guy you know so that i think kind of really threw me for a loop but uh yeah bull bull i mean i think his ability to actually put you know string games together of being healthy has you know allowed him to have more confidence and to show that array of skills that was wowing everybody um you know during the draft process so um i'd be curious to get some michael malone quotes on him because Michael Malone would always cut you straight, and, and the, the knock on him was attitude coming into the draft. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he didn't hang around Denver. And, and Michael Malone's never wanted to kick them on the way out the door. Like, I, I'm just kind of curious if he was able to figure out what clicked, um, if they've been able to kind of figure that out looking back. Now, they're, they're probably watching him in Orlando going, damn, I wish we had that, you know? Right. Um, it's it's really fat. It's phenomenal to watch. Just like I don't care if he does well or if he does. Uh, and I have him on a lot of fantasy leagues, so I'm totally invested here. Um, I'm, I don't care if he does well or not. I, I know he's going to do well, so I guess that's that's helping me along. But um, just the watching of a guy that size do the things he's doing is sort of Wembayana ish in a way. <laughs> You know, he, he's like the poor man's Wembayana, who might be his teammate. Who knows? I don't know. If they have anything to say about it, he most certainly will be. Yeah, yeah. And so those three teams have gotten off to the races uh, in the Wembenyana. Smoking marijuana for Wembenyana. I don't know what they are calling it these days, but let's go with that. Spurs and Rockets also taking the tanking seriously. And it's the Thunder. It's the Pacers. Uh, Utah that that have really said, hey, no, let's win some games here, uh, and, and and that's that's nice. But let's keep it in the East and let's see. You know, you got Miami at ten, New York at nine, Philly at eight, Toronto at seven. Um, you know, these teams, I think, you know, I don't think they're they're worried by any uh, measure here. But is there anybody that stands out in this group in the East where you're just looking at them and you're you're kind of circling them and saying, yeah. You know, this is this is uh, either good, bad, you know, something to watch for the playoffs. Brooklyn at four, seven games back. That's a little surprising. I mean, I know it's tight. It's a tightly bunched group in the East, but 14 and 12. Su- are you surprised they're doing good at 14 and 12? I, I'm just, I guess I'm surprised that they're that they're in the four seed at 14 and 12. That like the top is so separated. You know, Cleveland's at 16 and nine. You know, that's yeah. winning at a 65% clip. You know, Brooklyn is is just a half game, really a game and a half, two and a half, two and a half games out of the 10 slot, sitting in the four slot. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's probably smoke and mirrors that they are in the four slot. But man, if I was just like picking up a newspaper, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, and I saw Brooklyn at four with everything they're going through, I'd be like, wow. You know, yeah. I guess that's good, you know. And yeah. They- yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, there's such a strange uh, group, you know, obviously you got that top heavy talent. And then, you know, the issues, though, that they have on defense and depth, they're still there, you know. So this is literally just. I mean, smoke and mirrors, they could play, they can, their, their play can go up, it could go down, but you know, when it comes down to it at the end of the season and 
against really good teams or tough stretches or when things go wrong, you know, they're just, they just don't have enough, you know? So it's, to me, it's not really, I mean, I could see them because we're the number four. I mean, they're only, I mean, I could see them finishing in the third spot, you know, if they could just kind of, if they could stay healthy, but you know, that's just because they have a couple of guys that know how to put the ball in the hoop on very strange situations. But I'm not, you know, they're not somebody that I'm going to be paying much attention to just because I know what the end of the season is going to look like. <laughs> that's yeah. That, that last part is that's that for me is like half of the strategy of paying attention to the NBA is when you know how it's going to end, there's really no need to follow along. Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to kick Miami out of the discussion because it feels very much to me like they are just like, you know what? The first quarter, first third of the season, F it. You know, we'll, we'll get into the playoffs and see if we can do something. Yeah, I, 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 I see that. But that, that feels very um, un-Miami-ish. And it's also like, and that might be because of, you know, Butler's been in and out. So I think he's a big... Uh, driver of that you know play hard engine but uh i don't know that this team has the um have the calluses to like be taking this much chill time right now i mean you know, they, they need to get it together they, they need to start winning some damn games well, well let's let's play this out i guess we are going to talk about my let's play this out like indy Eh, they're not gonna keep winning games like that's uh Who? indie though i'll say this you know indie's way better than than anybody thought they would be i mean i i kind of expected them to be good at least you know I, not terrible good yeah i mean it's not like crazy because you know carlisle could coach and i think that let me see what's their um where are they at home? You know, seven and four at home. Like I can see them. Like that fan base is a great fan base, and they've been waiting for something to cheer for. And I, I could see them just kind of rallying, and and them being really, really tough at home. If they so if they continue on the pace and the way they're playing at home, I mean. I don't know that they're not going to stay in the sixth yeah, round. Well, it's, it's their young players are just really good. Like Andrew Nembhard is yeah. really good. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he's he's been almost like found money for them. And, and at some point, you have to think they'll get rid of Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. It doesn't yeah, make sense but, to keep them. But if they do keep them, that's just going to add to the value, right? Right. I, I, yeah, it's kind of because where are they on their contracts? Are they both? Are they expiring or do they have um, do they have other years? We'll get stat boy on that. But the um, yeah, stat boy is going. I'm, I'm going as fast as I can. But uh, well, we might even get a get a double episode of cause versus technology is what it sounds like. <laughs> The uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're expiring, though. Buddy Heald might have an extra year on his Heald's, deal. Heald's in 24, and um, yeah, Miles is this is a contract year. So yeah, I mean they they probably want to get rid of them now, you know, as opposed to letting them walk for at least for Turner. Um, Turner's been weird. Like he, it feels like he's either hurt or taking games off. He's definitely taking games off. It like I, I mean, there's, I mean, right? Like it's. I'm just watching him. Like, what are you washed? Like you can't be yeah. washed. No, that doesn't he's, add he's, up. And I feel like it has to do with like the team he's playing against. Like if he's, he's definitely chilling on 
worse teams and if he feels like he's going to get, you know, if, if there's going to be a, you know, way too much sports center time for him because they're playing the Lakers or they're playing the Milwaukee or whoever, I think you're definitely getting the best of Miles Turner. I think he's like trying to, you know, force other fan bases to put pressure on their team that we got to get Miles Turner. <laughs> you know Isn't what I mean? That, I, that's, <laughs> people like probably go, hey, where's the tinfoil at, guys? But like that happens so often. Like I felt like Julius Randle was linked to the Kings when they were really bad and like came in and like, I was like, uh-uh, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to convince these guys to trade for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> there, I see Vivek. Uh-uh, I ain't going to do it. No, no. <laughs> um, I think the Pacers need to turn the page with those, you know, get rid of those two players specifically because you need more of a – a functional offense to start to train the Nemhards and, and the the Tyrese Halliburtons and and really Matherin, who yeah. you know yeah. that's the, he he's a guy that when you pair pair him next to two ball movers and Nemhard and and Halliburton, he can be the attacker and it's it's just a really I think that's a great balance with those three but their bigs are really struggling. And it's the classic Carlisle. He wants them to earn it on the floor, so he's not going to give it to them. And, and they're not getting enough minutes to earn it. And the offense isn't really tilted toward them because it's an egalitarian offense. And you got Miles Turner who wants to get his numbers. So it's just a little off balance there. Um, but with enough talent to win, you know, 13 and 12. So what I wanted to say about the Heat was above the above the Pacers, you know, Brooklyn, Atlanta. I'm going to quick quick thing on Atlanta here in a second, but Atlanta, those five teams, they're probably in. Toronto probably in. That's six teams right there. Philly, seven teams right there. Right. So that's seven teams. You know, Miami can be the eighth team, I think. Yeah. Pretty easily, but then you're going to be looking at can New York, can Washington, can those two teams make a play? Um 8, 9 or 10? For Miami, I guess it's a long shot for them to fall out of the playoffs. They'd have to have both New York and Washington go better than them. Right, and I don't really see that. So I think that they're safely in the, um, you know, at the very least, the playoff playing. But I just, I just think the whole idea of them like easing through the season. Especially because, like, as much as we both all have, we both have, you know, a ton of respect for Jimmy Butler. He's just not. I don't think that he can win you, you know, six, seven games in a row when people are playing bad, you know. So, come end of the season, when everyone's geared up, if they're still trying to make a run at a top four, you know, and you people are banged up and teams are playing harder, um, I don't know that he can get you there because they haven't, they're not really putting in. They're not getting like, you know, d- despite last night, like if you look at a team like the Warriors, I've watched them quite a bit this year. They're playing terrible, but they just know how to win games. You know, <laughs> they just, <laughs> the, and, the, and like five minutes left, they just know how to win games. And so um, Miami, this squad isn't really there. And I think they think they are for some reason. You know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, that you last know, like, part right there. They think they think that they can just turn it on and coast and, you know, out scheme and out execute teams down the stretch. But there's no reason. There's no evidence of that. 
so, seen a lot of Kyle Lowry not getting to the spots that he used to get, not getting the calls that he used to get on a lot right. of charges, things right. like that, end of mm-hmm. game stuff. Yeah, he feels. I feel like Kyle Lowry is in foul trouble every time I watched him. He's know? played, I think, maybe the most minutes in the league. I, I don't. How, that's you know we need another stat boy look up on that. But like, that's yeah. that's crazy for a thirty eight year old to be. Right even attempting that um and then and you look had at a lot of war and tear and injuries yeah you know he's not a good 38 no no you know what i mean he's had knees and all sorts of stuff so well it seems like the whole team and like I'll, I'll, gabe vincent's another guy who's killing me in a fantasy league right now as we speak um because he poor guy is completely hurt you know he's, yeah. he's just dragging his leg around out there and i keep falling for it um <laughs> not the same dude uh caleb martin has had the same kind of knee stuff going on. I wonder if that's running in the family since uh, his brother Cody's got the quad issue. Um, so they're just banged up. Bam out of bio, same thing. Um, Jimmy, obviously. So like the entire squad is is dinged up and we're only a quarter of the way through. So that's a concern. Um, New York, you know, already kind of talking about Tibbs stuff. He, there was some pushback and, and it sounds like he has a pretty good relationship with World Wide West. Who's who's running the show over there in New York? Um, I, I kind of felt like they might overperform, so that might be a problem for the Heat. And then Philly, probably no matter what, will just win their way into the playoffs. Um, I'm not as keen on them as I was earlier in the year. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I, I would say that I've really changed my position on them. It's just I think like they've. They, they seem to be better with James Harden out. I have to look at the numbers to like, you know, really support that. But um, right. well, that it's getting, you know, and we will touch on the Lakers in a second. But I think that's pretty as long as, you know, Maxi's on the floor. It's I feel like it's a it's clear that they're better without James Harden. You know, I think it's like evident that the offense running through Embiid with, you know, Maxi picking his spots, it just is a clear cut. Like they just look way better. Like James Harden just has the ball. He just can't, he's not getting by guys really. And, you know, he's relying on the step back. That's not falling as much as he used to. And he's just not really getting to the line as much. So it just it's the whole the whole thing. And it just so all you just have is a like a guy that holds the ball forever that defense could key in on. And it's it's you know? bad. It's but fake calories or you know empty calories because like the numbers are going to be big, right? And and then you start to see little things like in the box or in the the AP recap where it's like James Harden struggled with his shot, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then at the end of the game, DeAnthony Melton had three big plays to almost save the game. And you're looking at Melton, you're going, that guy's going to probably get 20 minutes now. Um, You know, uh, Shake Milton who jumped onto the scene and was pretty damn good. He'll get 20 minutes, you know, going forward. And so it's like, not only is the, the the usage not worth the squeeze, but now you're going to take these role players out of the spots where they could really thrive. And it just um, seems like a, a little bit of a treadmill there for Philly. Um, we'll yeah. see if they can get it together. I think Maxi coming back will be big for them. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like a guy like when Harden playing like this, I mean, even if he's playing well, like, I mean, to, Tobias Harris is just kind of useless with uh, James Harden on your roster. 
Oh, you know, it's, it's brutal. And, and those other guys, like, you got to get Embiid. Maxie's going to get his no matter what. And Tobias Harris, because there's just so many possessions when Harden's out there where he just never touches the ball. Not shoot the ball, never touches the ball. It's and also it's, the pointlessness it, of the exercise. Yeah. Like, it'd be one thing if, like, that was the result of great action. Right, <laughs> right. And it just happened to be that way or that yeah. was intentionally that way, but there was that action. Mm -mm. Yeah, it, it's it's all pointless. Yeah. Um, so Philly, we'll see if they you know can get into a higher gear and kind of join this. Really, it's Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston. Um, quick stop in Atlanta, though. Uh, one of my guys got injured last night. I don't think it's serious. We'll find out probably after the show. Uh, DeJounte Murray had uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, slide underneath him and roll his ankle uh rj barrett and so he's out for a little bit but it really seems now like as you're seeing trouble in the locker room and if you hadn't you know been under a rock or whatever you know not not following the nba you got the um trey young had some spat with nate nate mcmillan and did not play last friday night and really has just seemed this is like you know we went i think in the last show and said hey shout out trey young for really exceeding expectations and being the man now he's not appearing to be the man um it looks like there's some sort of leadership question in mm -hmm. atlanta re revolving around him and then when he got interviewed about it he got worked like this reporter i don't know who he is he's you know some guy in atlanta yeah asked all the right questions they yeah. were fair questions. And Trey was just kind of like, it looked like he had like watched how Golden State handled the, the Draymond punching Jordan Poole thing and how they were all upset about the leak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I get it. Like, I bet we've not seen 2% of what has happened that would be like, you know, problematic in an, in an NBA practice or, you know, locker room scenario. You know? Right. So, like, these guys, they're like, you think that's bad? Wait till you hear what happened this day. And we kept that in-house. And, and so they think the leak is a problem. But anyway, he gets out there. This reporter asks him why he, you know, or what happened. And, and he's like, the biggest problem is that, that this became public. And he's the guy's like, dude, you weren't on the floor on Friday. <laughs> like, yeah, you weren't yeah, on the good. bench. You're the yeah. team's star player. What did you think was going to be the story? Like, right. <laughs> don't know if that was a leak. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> when when you're the guy that's on the brochure and the billboards. I, I they, people, if you're not there, <laughs> I think people are going to ask questions. So, so I don't, I don't know if that's a, that's not really an indictment on the tightness of <laughs> the Atlanta. And if you get the, if you get the video on that thing, you'll just see it's like. <laughs> Trey Young for the first time, like had somebody call him on his on his bleep, you know, and he's just stammering. And then he like kind of takes it personally. And then he, you know, like kind of like tries to shut the reporter down, but clearly can't. And it, it was just kind of interesting because you did bring in DeJounte Murray for a boatload of picks, you know, and Murray just kind of seems to have that leadership quality. And I'm just watching and kind of reading the tea leaves going, did they just like last year make a decision that Trey's not the guy? Like internally, uh, they're just like, we don't think he can lead. He can't be the number one. Well, so, I think you can, you can lead though. And I, and I don't know. 
what they're thinking is you don't have like the best player doesn't have to be your leader now it it used to be when there was way when the the point guard position was more traditional that the point guard could lead even though there was you know clearly a guy you know Avery Johnson to Tim Duncan right Mm. like clearly it's Tim Duncan's team but the guy running the show is Avery Johnson like you could have that with a with a more traditional point guard you know in those kind of situations now the league is so young like nobody really has leadership skills the ball is like you know there's not really the offensive sets are way different to where it's so much one-on-one so it's hard to like especially for such young players to kind of like teach a, a young star where the ball should go why it should go there because everyone's so praised for simply getting numbers right like no one's gonna say like if trey young has 30 points and shoots uh, you know a decent percentage no one's gonna be like you know this really wasn't a great shot these these five here we could do without right we could have done we could have done way better if we if you had done x y and z it's very hard to explain that even for someone like dejounte murray because he's so young himself and really hasn't been on the floor a lot <laughs> you know like i mean in, i mean as far comparatively, as comparatively yeah like his career he's not he's not like a you know, he might have two full seasons under his belt yeah you know so it's just a weird thing when you're putting all your eggs in that young star basket you're hoping for the best as far as the leadership thing but it's a real it's tough and today with so much like you know everyone telling you how great you are it's kind of hard to like be humbled enough to listen and let you know what i mean like well and so, that's why that's why not to cut you off which i totally just did um that's, fine, that's fine. why when you do get somebody who's young who has those qualities you hang on because it is rare the, the right. fact that that I mean, you could, and that last part where you said, like, you know, people telling him how great, it's like you can just see that across his face. Right. You know, he hasn't been challenged like this, you know, I don't think. This is just kind of looking at this um, situation. Like, he didn't, he wasn't able to read the room that whatever happened with Nate McMillan, which I don't know. Nate McMillan has had these kinds of, I guess, you know, run ins with players in the past. Yeah. But, like, it takes a lot for an NBA coach to want to take their star on right. like that. Especially <clears throat> Nate McMillan, who's been, you know. <clears throat> bounced around a bit. Bounced around without not getting a good, given a good shake because he's challenged. And, and the thing is, he's not going to change. Like, Nate McMillan's not going to change. Like, you're, <laughs> like, Nate McMillan is not going to change. Nate McMillan, he, he can get better about some things as far as relations with, with guys. But if you think that he's going to sit back and it's just going to be free for all. I don't give a damn. His 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 family has a has suitcase packed all the time. You know what I mean? Further read the tea leaves. I'd say Nate McMillan probably sees a guy that's trying to play by his own rules and it's so obvious to yeah. everybody else that it's become a are you going to check Trey Young? Like, right. or are we going to completely deteriorate here internally while you don't check Trey Young on whatever right. the elements of the situation were? Yeah. And and there were even comments kind of by players that sort of, you know, kind of just like lent, lent themselves to that sort of direction. Like, they, they don't seem angry. You right. Know? 
Like, and because you have, you know, you got guys, you know, um, like you know, you got, when George you know, like, Carl was doing this stuff in Sacramento, they went on camera and told the the, the viewers at home that they hated George Carl. Like right. it was, they, they, right, you could right. clearly understand that the players were not behind the coach in that situation. Like in this one, right. it just feels like it's the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, how, and and that's how you know you you lose a locker room real quick, you know, and you got a guy, you got guys that play, you know get after it on you got a guy like deandre hunter and he's getting after it on every play and then you know you're gonna let the star do whatever he wants i mean yeah you lose it checked. has to be checked so so it'll be interesting and then and the last thing on trey young he had he wore like blue and orange sneakers into the garden last night and <laughs> I think he said that he was the king or something. He like wrote him on the sneakers. Oh, this reeked of like that scene in um, the social network where he orders the business cards. It says I'm CEO bitch, you know, or whatever it was, was that scene in that movie. It's like Justin Timberlake orders the cards like well in advance. And then they have this like scene that occurs in the office where like everything gets like, I think the, the, the other guy comes in and quits or gets fired or whatever. And it's like this big intense scene. And then the cards come in that are completely sophomoric and, you know, it's like, what are you, three years old? You know, I'm CEO. And and it was just this like the, the sad trumpet sound hit that scene. And it's like, OK, so Trey Young has this thing with Nate McMillan and it's all bad. He misses the game and then he gets a bad PR thing right after. And then the, like the idea he had was. I'm going to wear blue and orange shoes into the garden. I'm going to write them on, you know, I'm going to put a marker and says I'm the king of the garden or whatever. And then he goes in and just posts a dud and, yeah. and they get their asses kicked. And it's like that idea probably happened before all this, uh, all this other <laughs> stuff. And he's like, no, I'm going to go through with it anyway. Cause I'm Trey young. And uh, now he's getting humbled and we'll see yeah. if they bounce back. Um, I hope so. Cause that, you know, we had, you know, he's, he's career wise is moving in the right direction, and, but it's an exciting Eastern conference. I mean, to close the, we, let's not get into the top three. Cause we're going to talk about them at some point in time this season, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston. I mean, those three are some freaking legit yeah. basketball teams and to add an Atlanta or even a Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn with the punching power, Toronto with the punching power, Philly should be either in the top tier or at minimum in the tier beneath them. Right. Punching power. So you got like seven teams that can throw a punch I guess theoretically Miami and it's just exciting. So I hope Atlanta does. And I also have them on my fantasy team. So I need them to be good. If they're all playing well at the end, this could be a, um, I mean, I definitely think the Milwaukee and Boston are like, there's a big gap right now to me, but the style, like who the matchups might really dictate, you know, who's coming out of there. You know, having, you know, who gets who, what style against what style. You know, if Boston and Milwaukee, just their road to the Eastern Conference final might be the, like, the determining factor as opposed to, like, who's actually the better team. You know, one team I could see having no losses going into the Eastern Conference final and the other one going through, you know, two seven-game series. So it'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, so switching over to the West and, and we, we went a little deeper on the East and that's cool because I think in the West, like there's a lot of storylines that just are kind of obvious, like Dallas, Portland, Clippers, seven, eight and nine, barely over 500. 
Um, they're going to get a little bit better as the year goes on. Um, we know that if the Clippers are going to be healthy, that they're a risk at some level to the top. Um, I mean, I mean, what? I mean, I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is just kind of done, right? Done I mean, as if, done if as that. Play, yeah, I mean, if he can't play like two games in a week, I mean, you know that. I, I don't know how they. You He's know, also I, morphed into like a Carl Malone esque sort of just bruiser, where it's like he can get his shot, but is it something that you're really scared of? You know? Yeah, I mean, and, and that could be fine. Um, that could be fine in a playoff situation, right? Like, yeah, he and, he and Paul George go nuclear. Yeah, and he, you know, he's getting, he's, yeah, been on the block a lot, and he's, you know, really just going all Jordan, DeMar, DeRozan, Paney on people. But, like, you know, can we get him there? I mean, I don't, I don't have any confidence that he could, I don't have confidence that Kawhi Leonard can enter the playoffs at 85 to 80% health. I'll put you know it I mean? this way. I won't bet on the Clippers to make it to the finals. Oh, no way. Ever. Ever. No. Like, no. no, it's just not going to happen unless there's a big move or something changes. Right. You know, the, the calculus there. Um, Portland, I think they're just going to improve. Gary Payton's going to come back. I think that's going to be fun. Oh, I, gosh. I, I like where I'm at with Portland. Um, Dallas is just going to kind of do Luka Doncic stuff all year and make their way yeah. to the playoffs. God, they've and got then there's to, issues uh, there. They've um, got to figure that thing out. I mean, they've, I don't know what the deal is, but they have got to get – There's everyone's too much worse than him. You know what I mean? They've got to get another guy in there that can play. You know, that can and, and like, complimentary. Like yeah, Luca's I mean, gonna hold the ball, right? That's just yeah, it is what it is. So it, you it, almost and I, I know that's to me. I think he should hold it less. Like, yeah, but he clearly is a guy that there has to be a certain dude that he ha- that's gonna demand him give give him the ball earlier and. He's going to do it. You know, I just don't think – I mean, I don't know the guy, and I don't follow them too. I just don't think he respects any of his players I and mean, his teammates, you know, because, I mean, it just is a – it's such a bad brand of – I mean, if, I, if I'm going to rip on Harden for the playing this way, I'm going to rip on him. I mean, yeah, it's, just a, it, it's just a bad brand of He basketball. gets a pass for that, and it's – I mean – it, it, It's not conducive to winning. You can't – a good defensive team loves to play Luka Doncic. He can hit 45 points. It doesn't matter. No one's going to – Because nobody has to turn their head. I mean, no like, one has to turn their head. Like, yeah, he's going to make these sports center passes because they are amazing. But, like, you don't have to turn your head, <laughs> which is, like, half the thing that sucks about defense is your head is spinning, yeah. you know? And, and, and you're just dizzy, and, yeah. you know, it's it's complicated. Um, not so much against those guys. Yeah. So they're, they're going to hang around the bottom. Utah's going to fade eventually. Uh, Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, you know, just going to be at the end, at the top of this thing in the West. New Orleans, I'm not surprised in the slightest. I mean, look at uh, look at how they played in the playoffs. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little. I mean, I knew they were going to be good. I'm definitely a little surprised that they're um, leading the West. Yeah, and I think that's mostly just a like more of a reflection on you know I wasn't sure about what you know Zion was going to do, but he came in looking really good, and he's just. I mean, he's just so efficient and such a bruiser, and he just has a lot of these kind of. Um, 
you know, kind of unstoppable kinda, moves. Yeah, you're kind of it's helpful. It's hard to play against a guy like that. Like, it, like when you know you can't do anything with a guy, <laughs> it's hard. He, he <laughs> has this elevation move where he both bumps on the way up, then jumps up and over the guy, <laughs> and then can change to his left in right. midair in a yeah. scoop. And yeah. it's like, come on, like, what are you gonna do with that? Like, and we're and we're still like. You know, they still have Brandon Ingram who can get whatever he wants, whenever he wants. You know, they have, you know, Jones is a freaking stud. And McCollum. Oh, it's their really, depth, too. Yeah. Like, McCollum like Troy plays, Murphy, Alvarado. Yeah. yeah. And, and McCollum really seems to be, like, enjoying the, like, sage old man role of the team, which I think is pretty funny. So <laughs> it's he's a, he's, a, he's a character. <laughs> that guy used to, to direct message our, our team um, and the fantasy side at NBC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like he knows how to work the media and uh, he's, he's obviously a really smart dude and you got to enjoy it. If you're him, like he's been through, you know, that situation Portland was very trying for both he and Dame. Yeah. You know, now he's surrounded by players like everywhere. I mean, you got Jonas Valanciunas that you could just throw in there if you want that. You know, Um, hell, Jackson Hayes doesn't even play. Right. It's, it's, they got a ton of depth there. And I love the coach. And it's, it's really, really exciting. Sacramento, I mean, I don't cover them as closely as I did in the past. Um, You know, I still watch every game. And I, I, I think you're seeing the depth there, Herder. Monk, um, you know, even like uh, Davion Mitchell coming in and, you know, Mitchell was able to come in and play some minutes against Drew Holiday where De'Aaron Fox was getting posted up. You know, they got tools and Mike Brown's done an amazing job, in my opinion. And anybody who's followed me knows that I'm not hesitant to call out the coach. Yeah, I, I re- I've always liked Mike Brown, though. I mean, I'm I'm a Mike Brown guy. I just thought he's gotten the shaft. Um pretty much everywhere <laughs> but um i am in- i'd like to like i'm interested in the in kevin herder i i don't i'm interested in i'd like to see an in-depth interview with him on like what's different you know because he was so kind of and i know like he was pretty one-dimensional as far as just being a shooter and i think he's somewhat still like that but he he just seems like he's playing with way more confidence you know i don't know if it's i, I think he system. picked it up in that playoff series uh-huh. like like he was needed he became their only for there were stretches where he was like their only good player yeah and that to me is when i think he he really clicked it into that next gear yeah um I love I love the way uh, I love Monk off the bench the way he's playing too. Oh, man. I mean I think I mean I don't know. Well, don't let's know segue into your Lakers like, with that because yeah, he, yeah, I don't know what the hell they. I mean like he was like the only player that was consistent last year. So well, I was, in, in, I mean, what really caught my eye, and I mentioned this both on Twitter and in our free agent ranks, where I had Monk really high. I guess you know pat on the back for myself there, but like he would stand up in the interviews, which Lakers interviews after the game totally run long and you get all the you know you get you get a lot of media coverage there he would stand up and lebron was mailing it in and he would basically without calling him out by name say that you know that, that the team is mailing it in yeah and you could tell it's the kind of thing you're like well you ain't gonna last long here you know right. pretty obvious who you're talking about um 
And I thought that was just great leadership, you yeah. know? And then he, yeah, he backed it up with his play and, and then he got a small deal to go play where he was essentially recruited by De'Aaron Fox, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I mean, this, this is obviously going to segue because he's, you know, are quite the deal. So obviously this is going to segue into a, a bigger payday because he's still young. I mean, he's still really, really young. So um, I, I always enjoy that. When, the, um, the elevation, the handles, the shooting, the finishing. Yeah. And he's, defensively and he's, not really being taken advantage of yeah he, he's a better defender i think than um i don't know I, f- I feel like i mean i haven't watched the kings i haven't really watched him on the defensive side as much as i would like to but i know on uh when it was la- last year i thought he was you know one of their better de- uh, perimeter defenders and quite frankly i just thought that it's just hard to keep up that kind of intensity on defense when you have every single other player not doing anything. So I don't, I don't fault him for the, if he, when he did play bad defense last year, I didn't, I'm not faulting him. I mean, he, he, he only do so much. <laughs> so you get the Kings who have basically a given, like DeMontis Sabonis is a given on the offense rebounding and passing in any given game. Like he's not going to unlearn those skills. He's not going to stop making buckets. You know, he, he's going to do what he's going to do there. De'Aaron got a shot, and that changes everything. He's decided, literally made the decision to play defense. You know, whether that's Mike Brown, the pressure of being the franchise guy after the trade, getting tired of being, you know, on film for bad defense, whatever it is, he's like, I'm going to play defense. Yeah, so, I- I'm assuming that it has to do with because it's one thing to be bad at defense because you're just not that good or that athletic or whatever, but it's another thing to be bad because you're not trying and you're not paying attention to the scouting reports. I think that probably had a lot to do with Mike Brown and talking to him about you know like talking to him about Steph and like you know this guy's you know wasn't he's not a great defender but he knows where he's supposed to be. He's you know in the right place. He's he's engaged and I, and I think that 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 is probably the main thing and he, at some point and he might have he might have challenged him a little i mean like listen being the franchise guy in sacramento when you're you know winning 30 percent of your games every year doesn't say much for you you know you want to be a you want to be a franchise guy on a team that is contending you know that's that's where that's that's where we start talking about you not not being the franchise guy of sacramento that doesn't that doesn't mean anything in the league you know there's 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 fourth players on good teams that are better than you you know when you're the franchise guy on a you know 30 win team so uh the attitude change there because and and frankly sources not just from my reporting but from other reporting have, have said that the locker room was bad forever that there was no leadership yeah. You know, in the locker room that he was a part of. And Mike Brown has come in and challenged, and you'll see him on the court. I, I, there's been other examples that are, that are probably better than this, but like when De'Aaron makes a mistake, when DeMontis makes a mistake, he's calling a timeout. He's right up there in their ear. It's right yeah. in front of the cameras. There's no doubt about what's going on. Right. And the timing of those timeouts, I think, has been excellent. I, I've been just kind of frankly, you know, I don't know that I was – a Mike Brown, you know, uh, not supporter, um, but like, you know, thinking that he was like a top 10 NBA coach, but I, I'm there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he might even be top five 
it's tough. I'd probably have to sit and look at, yeah. at, at some names, but yeah, he, he's a really good coach. He's a really good coach. And I think, the, you know, sometimes when you just like, when you get bounced around and then you have like the run that he's had in golden state, you know, like, and you have to remember, I mean, like for a guy that, that didn't play in the league, Mike Brown has made a ton of money. He's been, he's had, I mean, there was a time where it felt like every team in the league was paying him on a buyout, you know? So I just don't think he cares. I think he, I think it, whatever happens in Sacramento happens, he'll be welcomed back to golden state with open arms and he's, he's coaching. I mean, this is the last stand. He's not, he's doing it his way. He's doing it the right way. And he just doesn't care. And if, if, if uh, Fox doesn't like it and Zabona doesn't like it, they, you know, one of us has to go. It'll probably be him. But I think he's he's living with it. I'll put it and, this uh, way about the Kings, and, and, and we'll keep it moving here, is they've put themselves in a position to be evaluated at a higher level. Like, yes. De'Aaron, yes. are you – like, you know, everybody wants to give him an all-star right away, and, and he's played at that level except for, like, the last four or five games, which might be injury-related, might be flu-related, might just be the league catching up-related. Who knows? He has played extraordinarily well. He's done what he needs to do, you know, defensively being engaged, you know, credit to him. And then um, just will this continue, you know, as teams start to circle the Kings, you know, they might even watch as they celebrate it and lighting the beam, you know, a team might watch them light the beam, you know, and go, man, they're throwing a bit of a party for November. Let's teach these guys what's up. You know, yeah. and get a little bit more competition. And then what happens with Sabonis and the defense as things crank up? I mean, last night against Milwaukee, they went punch for punch for three quarters. And then I thought Milwaukee would turn it on in the third. They waited it until the fourth. And then they started throwing some playoff stuff out there. And Sacramento just kind of wilted. Um, right. That's that's kind of thing that's going to hit them. And then they've had barely any injuries, but they are in the mix. So your top five, New Orleans, Phoenix, Memphis, Denver, I think Sacramento's in the playoff mix any way you cut it this year. Yeah. Um, you know, at least competing for a top 10 slot. Let's just keep the door wide open. Uh, Golden State is going to get way better as the year goes on. And let's finish this show with your I Lakers. I don't know about way. I don't know about way. Yeah, they're you know, there's going to be a show about the Warriors. <laughs> like, they're, 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 they're really good. But, man, they, they cannot play defense. I'll tell you what, boy. So they miss Jerry. They miss Peyton and uh, Toscano Anderson. Like, it's un- like it's unreal. It's unreal. There's some bad defenders on that. I wouldn't know let Gary Payton go because you guys know how I feel about Gary Payton. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, but that's bad. DiVincenzo is playing well. As, as, as his offense starts to get better, then that's where I think. Good for him because like he was like really, you know, and speaking of the Kings, like they did a good thing. Then it got away from him. Then they did a good thing again. And he just couldn't get over the hump with the injuries. And it's, yeah. you know, it's really been bad timing for him in his career and to have him actually rebound because it was a little unclear if he would do that. Um, that's nice. And then Golden State's going to be, you know, I, there's going to be lots of conversation about Draymond. I think Draymond will probably dominate conversation for the rest of the year. Clay, questions there. Um it's gonna be interesting, Golden yeah. State, but they will be in the mix. So you've got yeah, oh yeah. I mean those five, yeah, those top five. Wrong. They're still probably the favorites to come out of there, but like we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hey, I'll say this in terms of the top man. You got five teams with New Orleans, Phoenix, Memphis, Denver, and yeah, I put New Orleans in there because look at oh, what yeah. they did to Phoenix last year. You know, yeah. and and now they're a better version of what happened to Phoenix last year. And Phoenix, by the way, crumbled. 
Um, interesting oh side note. Um, what happened last night? Was there like a gas leak in their locker room or something? You know, like, that's funny you what? mentioned that. And then, what the um, hell is that kind of a dud? There's I mean. just a lot of weird stuff. I don't know the Kanye Chris Paul thing, so I'm just not even going to go there. And I kind of don't even want to like bring it up, but like. <laughs> It's like anytime there's a Kardashian involved, and by the way, Devin Booker was with one or is with one or they broke up or something. And it's like, what's that going to do? Because you know what? We got to open us weekly and figure this out because the Kardashian curse has killed, like not killed, almost, you know, seven straight NBA players or whatever. But like you got those five teams or Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, New Orleans, Golden State, five teams with some serious punching power. Yeah. Um, And then you got Dallas and Portland with, um, you know, guys in in playoff settings like Luca and and Lillard that can do these things. I guess let's bring in the Clippers. So, I mean, it's another big, big playoffs where anybody can kind of win except the Lakers. Right. Yeah, Lakers or can they? Win. I mean, can no, the Lakers? No, can the Lakers? No, they like, don't. Um, they, you know, Anthony Davis has, you know, played amazing um, the last couple of weeks. That's no doubt. Can't I? I, I ripped the guy. I got to give him his kudos. I mean, he's just getting the ball down low and just, you know, using all of all of Anthony Davis' tools that we've raved about forever. He's actually doing it he's doing it constantly he's doing it with an attitude he's not giving in he's he's not saying okay i've i had a i had a 15 point quarter i'm gonna start just shooting threes he's just continuing saying no you can't stop me down here um lebron really i mean he's having a, a tough time i think with that i think that he doesn't really know how to play with as a, the two yeah i i i you know the, it really reminds me of like the second laker kobe shack championship kobe got hurt and then like the team like ran through shack for like six games or something like that and um just looked better than it had looked all year and then kobe came right back and fell right into place and every game kobe was like you know 24 with eight assists and it just the, the try it was just looking beautiful and then that's when they just you know stormed through the playoffs and um only one only lost the one game in that in that playoff um run but um and lebron like watching davis and watching however how much easier it was for everybody is still kind of like jacking up pretty bad shots and stuff instead of like you know really feeding the beast like anthony davis has had to live way when lebron was in there had to live way more off of his offensive boards and stuff like that. So um, LeBron's going to have to, you know, I think if he played more like traditional point guard with Davis and just keep feeding them, like he's going to shoot like 70%, you know, but he just can't really give it up. I got a little theory. I I mean, I haven't barely thought this through, but like, you know, Anthony Davis's back's been against the wall, you know, metaphorically because of the criticism and, You know, it's maybe he's kind of like I think we're seeing with Kristaps Porzingis in Washington is like, okay, you guys have kind of buried me. Yeah. Very Kobe-esque, like, screw it. Yeah. I'm going to just be me. And, yeah. and, and, um, quit. Uh, I don't think we'll have time for it. I want to footnote this Phoenix thing with Jay Crowder, but like, 
you know, like sometimes it takes rock bottom for players, people to pivot. And like, maybe you see that out of Anthony Davis, maybe LeBron, the age thing, like, you know, yeah, they did the the ad campaign to kind of <laughs> like, you know, maybe that's just to make them feel a little bit better. Yeah. As, it's, as, it's, as, it's, a fine, it's a fine campaign. <laughs> it know? is. It really is. It's I mean, funny. I like it. I enjoy it. But he's losing. <laughs> I feel like they left some money on the table. There were certain things where they could have been like a little even funnier. Um, but yeah, it's great. And and but maybe he goes, hey, look, I, it's not going well. Like I can't get shots, you know, the way I used to. Right. All right, I'll buy in. Yeah. yeah. And then you get those two playing at that efficient level, maybe. Just maybe, you know, weirder things have happened in the NBA. Like some team goes, all right, we're doing this. We were going to do this. Now we're just going to do that. Yeah. And that that means getting rid of somebody at a total discount. Yeah. And, you know, you, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, you get them at a total discount and then that changes the dynamic, you know. Yeah. And Buddy Heald could change the dynamic for those guys. Like you any can. outside shooter could change but the dynamic anybody you know but who they got to get out as soon as possible is they they got to get rid of patrick Beff. they oh i'm sorry russell Westbrook. everybody that was piled on russell Westbrook. patrick Beverly looks like one of the worst basketball players i've ever seen in my life right like he like and it was so funny that that was the that was the answer i mean not palinka i mean you talk about just an awful job. <laughs> I mean, he's Are we sure just... it's not Rob Lowe calling the shots? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might as well be. <laughs> might as well be Rob Lowe. Polinka's <laughs> like, hey, I'm taking three years off. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Dude. He looks like me. Nobody yeah, will know, dude. Nobody will know, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's just awful. He can't D up. He can't shoot. He can't pass. He can barely dribble. Right, he just looks like, a, looks like a scared high schooler up there. That's why he hit that dude. That's why he went after Aiton because he had to ingratiate himself to this team because when he's out there he's a minus whatever <laughs> you know? yeah. he's a minus and I didn't think Aiton right really did what everybody said that he did I didn't think it was that much standing I, over the guy I thought that what's his name was worse I thought Booker was the one oh, that Booker was way worse hit. Booker and, was the one he should. Booker's like, it's I mean, like he like, didn't want anything to do with Booker. He's like, I'll go get, I'll go get Aiton, you know. Yeah, and which is like, like, but it's like it's so funny because to me, like the biggest like dudes that have benefited from that, there's no more fights in the NBA. Really, little guys are are yeah, and like and like, yappers specifically like Booker and Durant, who obviously are studs, like. Even that, they would have never. The, it's not so much the talking. I mean, talking trash happens nonstop throughout the whole game that we'll never even know, you know. But like the egregious, in your face yapping, those two are the kings. And are there two guys that you'd be less scared to fight in the NBA than Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker? I mean, like, but they're the biggest yappers and like throwing their arms up and getting right in you, pointing and stuff. Stuff. It's just so funny. It, 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 I don't know. I guess I'm 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 a child of the era of the big hit videos and <laughs> fights where we celebrated it, and <laughs> and I am completely reformed. Now I don't know how reformed I am, um, but you know I understand fighting's bad, but 
You know, maybe right. if you let these guys fight a little bit, there's going to be a little less uh, of the fake posturing going on. Um, you know, I'll footnote this. I don't know if we'll get to it, and I don't know how we'll even address it, but the Jay Crowder posted the serenity prayer from a 12-step program um, last night, and I thought that was just interesting. Um, you know, I want to be super supportive of, of him. If he's in his 12-step program, if he borrowed the prayer from a 12-step program, whatever he did there. But, you know, his disappearance from the Suns has been noteworthy. Yeah. Um, to say the least. And um, I, I noticed last year that there was major problems. I mean, you're talking about the Suns and, did, you know, what happened in the locker room if there was, you know, a gas leak or something. Um, you know, the, this team is is a top team in the NBA, and it, does, it seems that there's something unsaid or un, un, misunderstood or we don't know what it is yeah. that's holding them back. And, and if he is indeed in a 12-step program for any reason or if he's just borrowing material, if he's bettering his life, that can only be a good thing for that team. Maybe it sparks a trade. Maybe it gets him back on the floor somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, but a lot of uncertainty. And, and, and in Monty Williams, you got a coach who, who really does understand people Yes. So um, hopefully they are all on the right path and, yeah. and, and they can be the Phoenix Suns that, you know, can can sort of headline what should be an exciting Western Conference. So that's all we got there. Cause you got anything else before we take off? Good. Uh, not much. I would like to uh, wag the finger of disdain. We spent a lot of time last uh, last episode um, uh, bashing uh, Kyrie. And I hope everybody that bashed Kyrie as was well will also take the time to bash amazon for still not having removed the movie that uh was so awful that he posted you know that 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 to me is and people have brought up and a lot of people that i you know can do without but that's something that you know who's actually worse you know <laughs> mr bezos who's bringing in money hand over fist or Kyrie. okay so please take the time if you're gonna bash one make sure you bash the other jeff bezos hung like a light switch i think that's gonna do it for us folks here on the cause and brew show you can follow us online at twitter.com slash koz show at facebook.com slash koz show where cause hasn't posted in like 732 days that's not true i posted 720 how are you gonna beat days. the algorithm if you I don't know. post we I know, know i don't post and if i don't I post know. it's probably or if i do it's probably not any good at any rate go there check us out we're gonna try i know we say this every time we're gonna try to up the pace here Things are getting a little bit better on the health front for me, so that'll help me out. And then uh, I think after the uh, winter holidays, hopefully we'll have a little bit more time. Thank you guys for your patience. Thank you for supporting us. And another one's in the books. Peace. Peace. And...